Welcome to Warfare, Advancement, and Revisionism. My name is Preston Floyd, and I, as always, am your host. Today's episode is not going to be continuation of our study of human prehistory. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a meta episode where we're going to be examining a piece of popular media. I've decided to do these episodes to basically give myself extra research and scripting time for our main episodes. These meta episodes are going to be kind of bonus and supplemental uh, content. This basically allows me to keep putting out regular episodes while I do research on our main episodes. So hopefully that will give me fewer free weeks where you guys don't have anything. Uh, that being said, I have had some feedback from the first few episodes, and I will be responding to those on the main episodes um, once I start those again, which will probably be either next week or the week after. I haven't 100% decided yet. Whatever I do decide to do, today's episode is going to be focusing on a video game called Ancestors the Humankind Odyssey. Now, as all good children of the 1980s, I have played an inordinate amount of video games on several different consoles and PCs. Now, most of those games I played did not have a huge amount of historical or educational value, but some did, and this game would fall into that category. Ancestors the Humankind Odyssey was released on August the 27th, 2019 on Windows, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. It was developed by Panache Digital Games, uh, which has a number of industry veterans uh, that are involved in some other historical series. Um, not quite as historically accurate as this one, but you can't be perfect all the time and you do have to sell games. Of course, Ancestors is a bit of a cult hit. It sold over a million uh, copies in under a year, which isn't bad considering the subject matter. Um, now, in this game, um, you play as an avatar or a kind of representation of an earlier hominid evolution. I think, I guess concept-wise, you start as sort of the missing link. It doesn't have a true scientific name. Uh, but as you progress through the game and pass time, you begin to evolve into earlier versions of hominids. I think you go through four different uh, evolutions before you kind of complete the game. Now, I myself uh, have played about 30 hours, but I haven't gotten too, too far. I've just kind of been sidetracked with just kind of learning how to play and just messing around having fun with it. Uh, so I've only been through the first two evolutionary stages. How the game works is it's a third person, uh, so you are behind the character you do not see from their eyes. And it is kind of an action survival game. There is very limited directions from the game itself, even if you turn on the tutorial and all the HUD options to kind of give you all the information possible. This is still a very bare bones uh, game. It does not hold your hand at all. Um, and you can even turn off all of the HUD and tutorial stuff where you're just, you're in the world, which I, I really think is a very good option to give for a game like this. Uh, essentially, you start as the missing link hominid, 
about 10 million years ago. You are part of a very small clan. I believe there are two elders, four adults, and two children. And your goal is to kind of just survive, essentially. Uh, you have very limited options in terms of what you can do to begin with. Essentially, your character can run around, interact with different plants, uh, rocks, things like that, and they kind of inspect them. As they inspect them, they kind of get ideas about what they are, and you honestly can't do much. You can climb, you can run, you can eat, you can drink water, that is it. However, after a little bit of time, you begin to kind of, I guess, unlock certain abilities, um, but you don't actually you aren't actually able to use them until you kind of rest for the night and you kind of ruminate, I guess, on what you have learned during the day. And eventually, your character can, uh, instead of just picking up an item in one hand, it can use both hands. And you can learn to switch items between hands. And these are like, you know, these are basic things in most modern video games, but in this game, no, like you, you don't have that ability. That's something you have to unlock. And you do. And you do unlock it quickly. I mean, it's not like if you're just like messing around, just trying to figure things out, you'll, you'll unlock your, you know, your basic, basic stuff. And it's a very fun way to kind of show, well, hey, these, these hominids don't know anything. They're just, you know, they're just animals, basically. And they're slowly becoming something more. Once you learn to switch items between hands, you can have a, multiple items in each hand, or sorry, one item in each hand, and then you can use items to alternate other items. So you can essentially bang two rocks together to sharpen one, and or you can grab a stick and bang it with a rock and make a sharpened stick. And you know, once you do this the first time, it usually takes a lot of effort. It's not easy to do. The control scheme in the game is essentially you have to hold one button to, to do prepare to do something and then you have to hit another button, either tap it or hold it till you get like a prompt and then you will complete the first action. And as time goes on and you get better at it, you do it requires less and less effort. It takes less of your stamina, your energy to do it so it eventually you do get to where you can make these items quick but it is kind of a process so but the game rewards you for testing things out just trying different combinations it uh if you can find a food type and then you may be able to learn to grind it with another food that food may become easier to digest it may be healthier or it may become a type of I guess like a medicine or a salve to either uh, prevent bleeding or heal broken bones a little bit easier. So there's a lot of different combinations and I'm sure I haven't even found them all and I like that. The game kind of you know lets you just play around and you can switch between members of the clan. You can play um, any of the adults or elders. Uh, the children, however, are very important. You want to keep at least one of the children with whoever player character you are at the time. Uh, they'll ride on your back, or if you have both, you can have one on your front, one on your back. And it's important you keep them with them 
you, it's important you keep the children with you is because they give you a kind of resource that helps you advance along the different evolutionary uh, nodes you've unlocked. Basically, they let you improve skills, and this kind of represents when you eventually age from one generation to the next, these characters are basically, they're learning by watching you, which is very important, and that the game kind of, they make it essential that you stay together. They make a core mechanic your clan and taking care of your clan. Um, you do, of course, have to populate your clan. You have to make sure that you uh, have your males and females that are of breeding age uh, kind of partnered up and making sure you're providing the next generation of hominids. Um, each female can give birth to two children. Uh, if you are unlucky and you just have the one male, uh, you do have to kind of establish a partnership by grooming one female and then once you've, uh, I guess, impregnated one female um, two times, you have to switch off. Uh, it's kind of a scummy thing to do, but hey, you got to let the species survive. You can also get lucky and you can find other hominids just out in the wild. They're loners. Um, you can give them food or if they are injured, you might be able to find a type of resource that they need to survive and kind of get them to join you. And that's another way to increase your numbers. Another thing, of course, you have to watch out for is predators. There are a ton of predators and they will come at you fast. Uh, things like uh, green mambas, giant rock pythons, uh, huge eagles, or in the starting zone, there are uh, black lions, essentially lions that uh, kind of have panther colorings. Um, I forget the the actual scientific name, but um, one thing the game does do is when you discover things, they kind of give them their proper Latin scientific name, and that is very interesting. And it's you know again educational. Um, when you find honey, I never forget it. Just says mel, which is of course Latin for honey, uh, just kind of telling you what it is. Um, and you know you can observe animals killing other animals like if you're up in the trees you can see a warthog run over one of those snakes or you can see one of the saber-toothed cats devour a warthog or a rock python grabbing one of the saber-toothed um, tigers and crushing it on in its kind of um body so it's it's very it's very fun it's kind of a nature simulator slash you know they're very much a survival sim um, one thing that the game does do that's a little fantastical is um, you can find meteorites um, that fall from the sky and if you find them um, basically you get kind of reinforcement points is what they call them essentially they're these will allow you to I guess solidify skills you're carrying over to the next generation so the, you make it so that you don't have to relearn certain skills. You can say, okay, this next generation, they're keeping this. Absolutely. I'm not going to lose it. I'm not have to learn how to stand up again or, you know, walk upright. Um, so that that's a very fun mechanic, although it is obviously not historically accurate that meteorites allowed us to evolve faster. That's just kind of a magical realism part of this game, which 
you know, I think a video game does need some elements of that, even a realistic one. Um, now, time progression in this is a little odd. So you basically, you control your character during a day, but obviously you can't control a couple of million years, even if you sped through the game. So essentially what you do is you, you of course want to kind of explore, kind of develop your characters as much as you can, make sure that everyone in your clan has at least uh, one child to kind of carry over to the next generation and then you kind of do a generational leap basically it jumps the game 15 years eventually you get a prompt to do what's called an evolutionary leap uh, essentially it kind of ranks everything you've done in terms of tools produced foods eaten animals seen all that kind of stuff and it jumps you forward however many years that you've I guess accrued in terms of experience. Uh, you can lose years if you lose a member of your clan. You, it's a very big penalty, uh, as opposed to adding people to your clan is it's it's like less than half of what you gain from, you know, losing um, uh, someone. Um, as time goes on, your area that you're living in, you begin to lose resources you're kind of overeating and you have to establish a new uh, I guess a home for your clan uh, there are a few different zones I've only done the first first couple um, I've done the kind of the hidden waterfall uh, oasis which is your first area that's a very jungle um, jungle-esque place uh, you run into alligators those giant pythons I was talking about um, you know just a whole bunch of things you then kind of go to a more of a savanna and um, less um, less jungly just more tree-like and then eventually you kind of get to a desert and then I understand you get to like the ocean like on the coast somewhere um, but again, you, you won't be changing your home too, too often. You do want to kind of, you know, make sure you have enough food or have gotten basically everything you can from an area before you feel the need to move on. And the reason I recommend that is even if you've already gotten the accrued experience to evolve to the next stage, you, you definitely want to be comfortable with the game mechanics before you move to the next leap because you're not just changing area you're also changing changing species and while they play mostly the same there are some differences um like uh, in the second area i know the saber-tooth cats are much more dangerous at least it felt like to me than they were in the first area uh there's a little bit less cover you can kind of get so it, it's 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 a different game uh, i can tell that each area is a lot different and your your avatars while you build on your abilities you are of course gonna have to change how you play um, when it comes to protecting your characters uh, sharpen sticks the way to go that's about the only option you have you have sharpen sticks and choppers which are of course chipped rocks um, there isn't really an option, at least so far, where you are actively hunting 
anything. You're generally just looking for, you know, plants or vegetables or things like snails or like a fishing hole um, to get food. And you have a stick with you just in case you're kind of attacked on the way. Um, the way you defend yourself is uh, you basically have to hold a button and you basically pick, all right, am I going to dodge or am I going to try to counterattack? Um, so you have to hold the button, pick the direction you're going. If you want to attack, you have to push the direction towards the enemy that is attacking you, which you may not always see. So if you don't see an animal, you need to just move uh, and just hope you're lucky because there's a lot of animals that will just kill you instantly if you take too long or don't have anything to defend yourself with. Um, if you do see the animal, uh, you can hold the button, push the directional pad towards them, and then you will get a very brief prompt. It's like a little click or a little chime, and your screen will kind of flash with an indicator on the kind of corners of your, your screen, and then you will release the button at that point, and if you're lucky, you'll either you'll kill the animal outright, which is very rare. Most animals, you know, you have to hit them a couple of times or um, you'll injure them and they'll run away. Um, if you do get lucky and kill them, you can, of course, proceed to butcher them, you know, chop their, chop their meat off and, you know, eat, you know, eat them or possibly grab some bone resources, like a bone club, which is not a bad weapon. Uh, it's rarely lethal, but it's pretty good defense. It doesn't break the way a stick does. <clears throat> Uh, oh, speaking of butchering, um, you are not able to eat all the food in the game at first. Or I should say, you can eat it, but it may not be good for you. Um, there are some mushrooms you can get very early in the game that will make you sick. Um, you can find giant eagle eggs very early near your starting zone. Um, you can eat those, uh, but they kind of, they're not good for your character. But you do need to try and eat them to kind of build up a tolerance. Eventually, you'll unlock that neuron. I think you also always have like a, um, one of the children in your clan always has like a gene that has that kind of ready to go. Um, so you can kind of unlock that instantly when you hit that second generation. Uh, so you can like speed through and get that. But um, I like, you know, testing out and just kind of getting some reinforcement points early. That may not be the optimal way to play, but that's at least the way I tried to do it. <clears throat> uh, so I'm just going to go kind of over a list of just general things about the game that I think are good, and then I'm going to go over some things that I think could be improved on, at least so far as I've seen. Uh, first of all, um, the music's great. Uh, the controls are decent. Um, there are some things I feel like they could be slightly improved, but when you are in the trees kind of swinging or in the early game, that's very fun and it works well once you know what you're doing. And that's kind of the thing. Once you learn the controls and your character has some of their more uh, important or I guess some of their later motor skills, it plays really well. Uh, and I can see that they did that to kind of show, obviously, progression. Like it makes you feel like you are advancing. And that's powerful. That's important. That That's good game design. Um, 
So once you learn the controls, I think you will appreciate them, but it may be kind of hard to get into initially. So just keep that in mind. Um, it may take you a little bit, but once you learn the controls and you understand what they're trying to make you do, I think you'll appreciate them the same way I do. Um, the graphics are good. Uh, I had a little bit of um, just some weird kind of uh, graphical glitches. Uh, that may be my computer, though. Um, I should get it on PlayStation because I feel like it'd be a good game to try to get some trophies on. But, uh, again... Aside from a few small glitches, it looks fantastic. Uh, the water is fantastic. The kind of character models for your avatar's faces are really expressive. They make you feel like this could have been like an ancient hominid or even just a really well-designed chimp, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think the progression feels good. The controls, once you get used to them, are intuitive. They make sense for how the game is designed. Uh, graphics are good, music's good. Um, the progression, I wish they did a little bit better job explaining how that works. Uh, it, it does tell you, like, okay, you've unlocked these neurons. And, well, okay, I've unlocked the neurons. Why do I need this neural energy? It's, well, it's like you, you've unlocked them, but now you need to connect them to your kind of brain. So it doesn't do a great job of explaining you need to take children with you, at least initially. I think eventually you'll kind of get that. Um, or maybe I just skipped the tutorial, didn't read it right, but I do think it could do a better job in some of that areas. But that said, it's I think it's meant to be a hard game, so I'm okay with it not holding your hand. Um, also, while the music is really good, I think you do need to turn it down to play properly because the game does have a lot of audio cues and if those um, the music's too loud you may not be able to hear the cues because they're very brief like snaps or chimes or clicks and there's a visual cue but those are not necessarily as good as the audio cues so you know that's just something to keep in mind it's a recommendation um, at least until you get, you know, your timing down, you understand what you're dealing with, then you can turn the volume back up on the music. Um, but overall, it's a solid game. It's really fun. I look forward to beating it, and I probably will here in the next couple of weeks um, once, once work slows down a little uh, and I get some more episodes in the can, as it were. In terms of things that I think could be improved or I didn't necessarily like, um, there's not a whole lot. I do think that some of the uh, enemy or predator models are a little are a little cheap, for lack of a better term. Um, I understand, you know, video games. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have enemies that look the same but just be different colors. You're gonna have a red shell turtle or a green shell turtle. Uh, and you run into that here, and they do do okay with maybe having them have different colored fur and maybe a little bit more hair in different places, things like that. But they look and move the same, and also none of the none of them really look well animated compared to the um, human figures, uh, the, uh, the saber tooth cats specifically. They just look. They look like they're low polygons, and um, the hyenas look 
weird as well. I don't know if that's supposed to be just like an artistic choice on what they would have looked like at that time, but they just they don't look great, um, especially when you compare it to the to the ancestors. Basically, they just look a lot cheaper. It's like a le it's like a different game almost. Um, now that may just be you know an artistic choice. It may be that you know they just didn't have the staff to do the rest of that well, and that's fine. Uh, again, this is a smaller company. This is, I think, their first big game. Uh, so I'm not going to ding them too hard for it. It's uh, still a very fun, uh, very rewarding, challenging game, which is sometimes hard to come by in the market these days if anyone else kind of follows along with, I guess, video games in general. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, I guess on a scale from 1 to 10, I'd give this a solid, solid 8. It's fun. I would recommend it, especially if you're interested in kind of, you know, evolutionary theory. This obviously doesn't get into the bones of it, but it's, you know, it's kind of like um, an interesting what if of how we evolved. Um, and I hope, and I don't know if this is, you know, going to be the case, I do hope that, you know, as you kind of progress down the evolutionary chain, you can be a little bit more aggressive. Um, I'm tired of being prey uh, all the time. I'd like to, you know, be able to have like a whole group, which you can, you know, you can travel in groups. Like you can get your whole clan together uh, and kind of all march together. But, you know, you're all just kind of, you know, you can intimidate your predators uh, and you can hope you get lucky when you get attacked. But uh, there's a very good chance you're going to get taken out, at least one of you, by a a predator. Um, I hope in the later game it's a little bit easier with a group of you to defend yourselves or to at least attack uh, predators while you go for some smaller prey. Uh, but we'll see. Um, again, it's a, it's a solid game. I enjoyed it. I recommend it, especially if you're interested in the subject or if you want to maybe get a uh, child or grandchild or younger sibling into it. Uh, you know, show them a game that you know might get them interested in the subject. So yeah, uh, I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Um, again, this is just some, kind of something for me to do uh, that's kind of quick and easy while I script and plan out our more in-depth episodes. Um, these will probably change a little bit in format. I think I'm going to do movie reviews. I'm going to do some book stuff too later down the line. These are the type of episodes I'd like to have some guests on. And I may have someone for the next meta episode, which is going to be Quest for Fire. I don't know. I'm waiting here back from someone right now. And then if they don't work out, I may ask a couple of other people. We'll see. Uh, regardless, though, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Warfare, Advancement, and Revisionism. You can reach me with any feedback or questions at warfare, uh, sorry, at war add revpod at gmail.com that's w-a-r-a-d-r-e-v-p-o-d at gmail.com thank you for listening and i hope you have a good rest of your day goodbye